0: Thursday night Cholun. we eat Cholent, real Cholent. I finished mine, the rest of the guys are still eating. Um, we learn something different every week. So, this coming week is Yud Tes Kislev, which is Rosh Hashanah Lech Siddus. It is the Yem Hilula of the Magid HaGodl, Mimezrich. And it is the Yem HaGi'ula of the Magid's Talmud, the Alter Rebbe, Balatanya Vishochanorach. And uh, we're going to learn something from the Tanya. Now, <clears throat> we usually try to do something that is partial related. So we have something partial related from the Alter Rebbe, from Yigeras simen base you get are letters various different letters that the alta rebbe wrote at different times they're not in chronological order in a get simon base the second chapter of a get is a letter that was written in fact it says when it was written which is unusual uh there's only a couple times in a where there's a kiseris, where there's a like a subtitle that says when the letter was written here, it says very clearly at the top of the page, "Acher biyaseh mi peh Not peanut butter, but Petterberg. Yeah, which was temporarily called Leningrad and then back to Petter. Well, the Yiddish is Petterberg or Petersburg or however you want to say it. Anyways, Petterberg was the imperial capital of the Tsar. That is where the prison was for those who were charged of high treason, which the Alter Rebbe was. He was kept there in prison in Petterburg for 53 days, corresponding to the number of chapters of Tanya. A lot of people think he wrote a chapter a day. That's not... <laughs> Tanya came out before the Alter Rebbe was imprisoned. It was clearly Hashkocho Protis, that he was there for 53 days. So uh, after the Alter Rebbe left Petterburg, It started a new Tkufa, a new era in his teachings. In fact, Sidden point out, it's interesting, the other place where you have a little uh, subtitle before the letter is Simen Chavzayin of Yigeras HaKadosh, which was written after the passing of Mendel Haradaka, very good, who was a senior Talmud of the Magid and the Rebbe that, that Al Terebe viewed him as a, as a Rebbe as well. And after his passing, so there was a letter of consolation written. But what's interesting is over there, it says Chov Zion, chapter 27, and then it says when it was written. Here, it says when it's written, and then it says the chapter number, base. So there's a tradition that the way you read it is like this After the Al Terebe left prison, base two. Double. Because whatever he was doing before, now that he came out of prison, he's going to double it. It's understood that the whole imprisonment down here from the earthly court of the czar was a reflection of a kitrig, a prosecution in the heavenly court. This actually is based on information that was conveyed to the Alta when he was in prison and he was visited by the Magid and the Baal Shemtif who were already in Eilam Ha'Ammas, but they came to the physical world to visit him. In fact, when the Feidike Rebbe visited the prison in in Petteberg, his father, the Rebbe Rashab, asked him, was there enough room in the cell for three people? Meaning to say, when the Baal Shemtev and the Magid came to the Al in prison, they physically came with their bodies, even though they were t- returning from Gan at any rate, over there in prison, the Maggid of the Baal told the Alter Rebbe, you're in prison because you are disseminating Teras of Baal Shem Well, But why me? A lot of people are disseminating Teras of Baal uh, Because you're doing it in Eifin of Chabad, which means intelligent chsidis, where you're taking concepts that are supposed to be abstruse and abstract and unknowable, and you're actually explaining them in a way that the brain can... Uh, appreciate So they're saying that's too far. You you, you crossed the line. Um, so that's what's happening right now. There's a charge against you in the heavenly court and it's being resolved in the heavenly court. And if it'll be resolved favorably in the heavenly court, it'll be resolved favorably down here. So the Alta Rebbe says, so when I get out, should I continue doing what I was doing before or should I stop? They said, no, no, no. If you get out, that's the green light because it means you are acquitted in the heavenly court. And if you are acquitted in the heavenly court, it means what you're doing is good. So if you do get if you do make it out of here, don't don't only continue but double down. So this is the hint here Peterberg base after he left, Peterberg base he doubled down. okay. So here we go. I've become small. I've become diminished from all of the kindness and all of the etc. Ms. truth. This is obviously from this week's Parsha, from parsha's Vaishlach. Um, this is Yankiv Avino speaking to Hashem before he confronts Esav. Although, Rashi explains this, although Yankiv had already been promised that everything's going to be okay, Hashem told him already, I'm taking care of you, don't worry. But, so why, so why is Yankiv davening and saying, save me from Esau? He already has the guarantee. Huh? Because, to mikol Rashi explains that Yankiv felt that because of all the chesadim, all the kindnesses that were done to him, he probably diminished even the, even the guaranteed chesed that he had, which was, which was, you know, a good guarantee. It's coming from Hashem, it's, 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 uh, a good bank to back up a check, but he, he felt that he'd cashed in all of his checks. And that's what Rasha says: that he feels means that my, my schosim have been, been diminished. The Ramban actually says a little different. He says, No, Katainti doesn't mean my schosim, it means I, I become small, I am unworthy. Uh the the, the says a little bit, his says his own pirush and it's a little bit of a combination of Rasha and, and, and Ramban. But at any rate, the point is this is Yanki Vivino speaking about his, his fear that he has diminished all of Hashem's favors, and he needs to uh, he needs to ask again for kindness, for divine kindness. Okay. Pirosh, so here's the Alter Rebbe's is so like I said, it's not exactly Rasha or Ramban. It's, it's kind of both. That every kindness, in fact, he says kindness and kindness, that Eber pointed out, there's two types of chesed. There's chesed that's alpitava, and then there's a chesed that's beyond, that's uh, miraculous. And it's actually miramas to these two dargas with the two psukim that he brings. Uh, which, which we're going to see in a second. Um, but l- l- let's let's get up to that in, in uh, one and a half lines. So with every chesed that Hashem, each and every, let's translate it like that. With each and every chesed that Hashem does to a person or for a person, He has to be exceedingly humble. He should be humbled by the kindnesses. Ki chesed yamina, because chesed is the right arm, that's from Pasach Elio, from the Tikkun Ezzayar, chesed is Hashem's right arm, so to speak. V'yamina chabkeni, and like it says in Shira Hashirim, his right hand embraces me. So these are the two daggas of chesed again. Chesed yamina means a regular chesed. And uh, you mean it, is the makif, it's a higher level, it's the hog, the hog is the transcendent because it's surrounding you. So that's an even higher level of chassid. Shehi kirvas alakim mamash. Hey, thanks for uh, alerting us to our technical problems, Chaim. Okay. That when Hashem is kind to you, this is called closeness with Hashem. He's being mekat of you. He's drawing you close yeser says much more intensely than before. So every time Hashem is kind to you, that means he's drawing you close. This is important to note that we're describing this as closeness. We're describing this as being drawn close to Hashem. Very important for the explanation over here. The Anyone who's closer to Hashem in a more intense way and uplifted. Above and above, has to be even more humble. It's inverse proportions. The more Kiruvim Hashem shows you, the closer Hashem brings you, the more humble you have to be. Like the, the Navi says, from afar Hashem appeared to me. In other words, that and when Hashem appears to you, you feel far. You feel far. You don't feel close. You feel far. We're talking about that during the live stream. Remember what we said? When Yechen and Gordon was here? There's a post that can tell him. esak If I go up into heaven, shom We say to Hashem, there you are. If I go down in dread, in the grave, in the pit, in hell, here you are. So there's there's a perish of that. If I go up in, in, in the heavens means if I'm flying high spiritually. So then where is Hashem? Shom, there, beyond. Like, I, I didn't reach there yet. But a uh, shoil. if I go down low, if I realize that I'm in the pits, <clears throat> if I'm humble, here you are, right? So when you think you're flying high, that's when uh, you got a long way to go. But when you, uh, let me see, you got to uh, surrender to win. We spoke about that paradox. Yeah. So anyways. When you see Hashem and Hashem is close to you or drawing you close, you have to feel far. That should be the reaction. Here's a little bit of a logical explanation. kame dafka kala Everything before Hashem is as naught. Everything before Hashem is insignificant. Which that means, it's a common expression we use to mean that in 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 comparison to Hashem, even the greatest, loftiest entity is insignificant. But it, but the al Rebbe says like this: the imkain. if so, Kol Shu Kame Yeser, anything that's more in front of him, meaning anything that is drawn close to Hashem, who Yeser Kalaya is more like nothing, the va'efes, and absolute not. You understand the principles, everything before Hashem is nothing. So the more before Him you are, or let's maybe, before is a funny word, because sometimes you think about it chronologically, that's not what it means, in front of. So let's say it like this, in front of Hashem, everything's insignificant. Okay, so the more in front of Hashem you are, the more insignificant you are. See, it's the opposite what you would think. Oh, Hashem brings you up front, come on, sit at the head table. Oh, I'm important. No, 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 no. Everything in front of Hashem is as nothing. So the more in front of Hashem you are, the more He calls you up front is mikat you. The more insignificant you feel. So He calls it later uh, the clip of the Yismael, chasad the clipper. Yeah, the opposite reaction, the entitlement reaction. Okay. And he calls this here, Bechinus Yamin the Chesed This is the holy reaction to Chesed. This is Avraham's reaction to Chesed, which Avram said, I am dust and ashes. Remember, we had this in Parshish Lechlechon, we learned the Shem Mishmul here in this year, how he said it over there, that Avram was saying, can't you be nice to the people from Steim like you did to me? I know they're worthless, but I'm also off of a for I, I was also worthless, and look what you made out of me. That's how that Shemish Moll explained it. Okay. So the al is saying here that I am dust and ashes is actually the reaction to the kindness. When Hashem saves you, you feel even more insignificant because the closer Hashem is, the more you're overwhelmed by his infinity, and then by association, the more you're impressed with your own finitude and insignificance. Now, we attributed this to Avram Avino, but it's also the attribute of Yankiv. And that's what Yankiv was alluding to when he was saying, I became small from the Chassadim. That's why he excused himself for being afraid of Esav, meaning that was his justification. And it wasn't enough for him that he'd already been guaranteed by Hashem that he's going to be okay. When Hashem told him, I am with you. But he said, okay, that was then. This is now. Maybe you told me you're going to be with me, but I have certainly cashed that in Already, and there's nothing left from that promise <speaking in Hebrew> because Yankiv was exceedingly small in his own eyes <speaking in Hebrew> because of the great kindnesses Hashem had done for him, for instance, <speaking> in <Hebrew> with my staff, with nothing but my staff, I crossed the river. Well, there's two different explanations I crossed the river with nothing but my staff because he was. Um, robbed by uh, Ace of son Aliphaz, so he had nothing but his staff. Another explanation is he split the river with his staff. Either way, we're talking about a chesed that Hashem did for him, and Yankov's reaction to that was like, wow, is you've done enough already, Hashem. It's like, how much can you do for one guy, for little old me? So, we're going to talk about this. Contrary to a feeling of entitlement, where he said, Well, if Hashem's so nice to me, I must be worth it. In fact, I must be worth even more. No, he had the exact opposite reaction. His reaction was, Wow, Hashem's already been so kind to me, and it's hard for me to even expect any more kindness than what I've already received. Okay. The He thought that he was not at all worthy of being rescued. From his confrontation with Asaf, Ukamami and like the sages say, Shema Yigre Machet. This is a Gemara and Brachas. Daf Daladomet Aleph. Brachas over there. It's talking about David and Didn't David and know that he was a Chassid? So uh, the, the Gemara answers. The Gemara's answer is Shema Yigre Machet. David knew he was a Chassid, but maybe the maybe at some point he'll sin. And they won't be, he'll be ice chasid, he'll lose his status. And then the Gemara even explains such things are possible. It says that uh, in the, in the Oz Yashir, so the, the Lushan there implies, uh, it says that the Amzu Yaver, till this nation passes over, so it says they'll pass over, it says it twice. So it's a remez to Yeshua bringing the Yidn into Eretz Israel, and also in the Bayashani when Ezra Sefer brought everyone back from Bavel. So um, the, the, the Gemara says that in potential, there could have been as many Nisim in the time of Ezra when they returned to build the second base of Migdash as there were with Yeshua when they first entered the Eretz Israel. And the reason there weren't is because of their sins. So there is such a concept that there was a, a, a better version that could have happened, and uh, we messed it up. So that's what uh, David thought, and that's what Yankev thought. In fact, the Gemara there also, also, it mentions Yankev, you know, as, as an example of this. Uh, it's this specific example. So he thought, you know, I, I had good promises, and but I've used those promises. So I, now I got a Davin again. Okay. He, it seemed to him, obviously he didn't, but it seemed to him that he had said, now let's talk about entitlement. Let's talk about the response of Klippa. In the realm of Klippa, what we call the corresponding side or the opposite side, the mirror image, the bizarro world. Who Yeshmoel has klipa? Klippa. is called Klippa. Avram is Klippa. And his Pseulis his sort of uh, um, the, the byproduct of chesed, the waste product is chesed the clipper, which is Ishmael. Now, Yitzchak is gvura, and then Yitzchak also had uh, he had an issue. His Asav <laughs> of is gvura the clipper, right? So, uh, Avram had had a child who was. His, himself, but the Klipa version of it. And then also he had a child who was the next Zephira. So the Chesed gives birth to Gvura, but it also has Psalis of Chesed, which is Chesed the Klippa. And so too, Yitzchak, who was the Gvura, which Avram gave birth to, he gave birth to the next Zephira, which is Tiferes, Yanke was Tiferes. But he also had a child who was the Psalis of Gvura, Gvura the Klipa, which is of you know, aggression and anger and hunting. At any rate, Yishmuel is Chesed the Klipa. What's chesed deklipa? Chesed di klipa can mean a lot of things, but one thing it means here is that, as, as as opposed to Avram, where every kindness Hashem did for him it caused him to feel even more humble, the the chesed di klipa reaction is when Hashem does kindness for me, I feel more entitled. Kol sha chesed godel. The greater the chassid, who vegodl beGevaya vegasus paruach He just gets increasingly haughty and arrogant and entitled. So that's the little teaching here about Katointi and what katinti means, and to have the proper reaction, like Yankee uh, Vavinu, to say when Hashem does kindnesses for us, we don't feel entitled, but rather we feel humbled. We feel small, small. Whether there's <laughs> a word from the Vilna Gon in the Gemara and Saita. It says that a Talmud has to have a Shminish Beshminis of Gaiva. Gaiva, to, to have arrogance is a terrible thing because if you have arrogance, Hashem says, I can't dwell with such a person. But a Talmud, because he's a scholar, Matad Khava the has to have a Shminish Shibashminas, he has to have an eighth of an eighth, a sixty-fourth, an eighth of an eighth of of uh, of Gaiva, of arrogance. So the Vilna Gon asks why the eighth of an eighth. So he says <laughs> the eighth parsha in Taira is Vayishlach. if you count it, Braishus, Noyach, Lechha, Ayarach, Aisara right and then if you count the psukim so first pasuk vayichlach yanke molachim but if you count eight psukim into vayichlach katainti mikolach is the eighth pasuk. so the vegan says the shminish meshmin shminis, the eighth of an eighth of gaiva is the eighth pasuk of the eighth parsha so you go look it up and you're like oh here where do i get my shminish meshmin shminis? sign me up and then you look it up and it says katainti Joke's on you. (laughs) You got to be small. Anyways, by the way, (laughs) there's a joke they say. I don't know if you get this, but, uh, you know, there's different shiurim. So, uh, for like, Xias and Kibetz, all these different revias, different shiurim. So, (laughs) they say a joke that uh, the the and Ish had shiurim, which are very big, very big shiurim. Anyway, so the, the joke is why 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 is the why the make the Shiorim so big? So the Shminish Mishminush should be bigger. The Tamir Khachomim, you know, Nabrach said Tamil Khachom can have a bigger Shminishminus. Okay, at any rate. So that, that's the Al Terebiz Vort. Now, here he spells it out how he wants this to be applied, and this is he's speaking right then and there about the events that have just transpired. Now remember, he was thrown into prison, charged with a capital crime of high treason. The punishment was death. It was not a joke. Now he's been freed, and he's going back to disseminate chesidus, chabad, and eifin of Havon of Asaga. And of course, the chesidim are relieved. They're absolutely relieved that the Rebbe has been liberated. And perhaps even it is only human nature that they would begin to gloat. Because how did the al end up in prison? There was a masira. The Masnagdim made a masira on him. So the Chassidim, it would only be natural that they would feel a little bit like gloating over the Mesnagdim. Huh, look what you tried to do to us. And here we are. Okay, so here's what the al says to his Chassidim. Let's take a look here. Ulazeis. so accordingly, according to what I've just said above, I am coming to make a big announcement to all of Anash, to all of the men of our fellowship. about all the kindnesses, the abundant kindnesses, that Hashem did to us. He uses the word Hashem Higdil. Sometimes Chesed is also called Gdula. Like we say, we say it when we take out the Sefer Torah. It's a pasach from Divriya Yamin. Chesed is called Gdula because it's expansiveness, largesse, magnanimous generosity. So Hashem has... Been expansive, Hashem has been generous with us, overly generous with us. So therefore, I'm telling you, lechayes shel yankev, to grab onto the traits of Yankivavino, shor ame Yisrael. Yankiv is referred to by the Neviim as shor ame and sheres Israel. Both of those mean remnants, leftovers, shirayim. And if you are one of the B'nei Yankiv, the Jewish people are called B'nei Yankiv, then act like Yankiv and therefore do what? Shemesim atzmei kishirayim umayis mamish. Make yourself like leftovers. Make yourself like the little chicken wing sitting on the plate that uh, gets left out overnight and nobody's interested in it. That's you. That's how you should think of yourself. Not even worthy of being wrapped up and put away left- leftovers. Like really Shirei Yem leftovers. Bay Shum tseirek, Something that's totally useless. That's how you should feel. There's a story. Uh, it's recorded in Beis Rebbe. I don't know if this is a story they have outside of Chabad, but it's in Beis Rebbe is a Chabad uh, Sefer. Uh, but it's a story that is relating to uh El-i-Melech. anyways the story is that the Alter rebbe was in the home of the misnagid uh, for whatever reason the, the Alter rebbe used to go in the and very from the Maggid to the misnagd quite often and uh so he's in the home of Misnagid. and the, this misnagd asked the Alter rebbe says do you know Rebeli melech he says of course you know he was one of the Talmidei Amagid. they were they were colleagues of course he knew him. So uh, he says, um, I would like to know what kind of guy he is because uh, you see the bench that I'm sitting on. They were, they were in the Mishnaget's house. He says, see the bench I'm sitting on? It's stable because I used a Nehemiah Elimelech. I took Elimelech safer, It's the safer name Elimelech. I took the Nehemiah Elimelech and I put it under the bench to prop up the bench so the bench won't wobble. So I wonder what kind of a guy it is who's safer that I'm using to keep my bench from wobbling. The Alt-Rebbe said to the Masnagid, you want to know who Rebbe Melech is? I'll tell you. If you would put him under your bench to keep it from wobbling, he wouldn't say a word. That's who Rebbe Melech is. Okay. So the Alt-Rebbe says to the Chassidim, make yourself like Sharaim and Meisres. Make yourself like leftovers. I'm not a big deal, I'm not a hot shot. Do not lift up your heart over your brothers. Meaning the misnagdim. meaning the people who are against you, who are against me, who, who, who made the misira. To our brothers, leave them alone. Don't gloat over them. Don't speak to them don't 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 say anything don't shoot off your mouth and don't God forbid whistle at them like in a jeering type of way like don't taunt them don't bother them be silent with an awesome warning you should lower your spirit in your heart, and here come the famous three words, the famous three words, bimidas emes Lyankev, with the attribute of truth of Jacob. Why do I say these, say these are the famous three words? These are the famous three words. This is Hayyem, Sefer Hayyem, from the Rebbe. So here, the entry from Yud <clears throat> Menachem of says a couple of things. First of all, it says, that the end of this letter <clears throat> was, we didn't get to it yet, but the last line was added later on. After It wasn't the, the very last line, which we're about to get to, was added later on. Actually, after the Al rebbe said a mimer about k'maimah ponim al ponim, the posik in Mishli, like water reflects a face. So he explained it. There's different pirushim. There's Rashi, how he explains it. There's the Targum, how he explains it. So, in the, 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 the Alter is mimer, uh, he said the, actually the same mimer in Lujna three times <clears throat> about a, a, a beer and k'maima upon upon him. Upon him. Um, and after he said that mimer three times, he went back and he added another line to this letter, which basically is implying that maybe even the misnagdim will warm up to you and reciprocate. But we didn't get to that line yet. What what we did get up to is the other thing it says in this hayem Yem from Yud uh, Menachemov, and this is all from the Rebbe Marash. We have this as a Masada from, from the fourth Rebbe, from the, from the Alt-Rebbe's great-grandson. The second thing he mentions is, emes If the alt would not have included those three words in this letter, if he had written the whole letter exactly like it was, but if he wouldn't put in those three uh, words of in the letter called, we refer to as he would have had 50,000 more which sounds pretty good. So why didn't he? omit those three words and have 50,000 more chsidim? He says, But the Rebbe demands the attribute of truth. So what can you do? It would have been nice to have 50,000 more chsidim, but the Rebbe demands emis. So there you go. What can you do? Okay. Um, so he says, You have to grab onto the trait of truth of Yankiv. mitne kol odum in front of every person, even these guys who you feel like gloating over, with a low spirit, and a soft answer can turn away anger, and a, a subdued spirit, in other words, don't taunt, don't antagonize, don't try to provoke a fight, even though you're feeling like you now have the upper hand. And here's the part that was added. The al says, there may, may, may possibly even be a favorable response. and if you'll do all of this, then maybe, just maybe, yitin Hashem belav that Hashem will put into the hearts of your brothers, meaning the misnagdim, Kamaim, haponim, like water reflects a face, maybe instead of gloating over them, which anyways you're not allowed to gloat over them because we already told you that chesed the Kedusha is you should be humbled by the chesadim, but I'm telling you a, a further benefit that may also transpire, that if you be nice to them, even though you have what to gloat about, but if you be nice to them, not only is it the right thing, but it may actually even trigger from them a reciprocal response, and they'll warm up to you. So, I don't know, maybe it took a couple hundred years, but you know where I'm for bringing your test Kislev Tuesday night? In Lakewood. Lakewood. So it must have worked. <laughs> so you just got to be nice to people, and they'll be nice back to you, and that's it.